Pastor Xavier Reese and the coming of the Son of Man, Savior of the world. Daniel was watching the vision of the night. Suddenly, his eye was captured by the Messiah. I was watching the night vision, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. All this horror, and all of a sudden, hope, Messiah. The Antichrist comes out of the godless world, the earth, directly from Satan. The Son of Man comes out of the holy heaven, directly from his Father. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. It's interesting how it was the prophet Daniel's ability to interpret dreams that found him favor with King Nebuchadnezzar. But when Daniel himself dreamt probably the most noteworthy dream recorded in all of Scripture, he was nearly overwhelmed with its significance. In explaining the dream's meaning, Pastor Xavier unfolds a description of the forthcoming everlasting kingdom that will be home to the King of Kings and those who reign with him. Let's listen. The message is entitled, The Arrival of God's Kingdom. Daniel receives visions for the first time directly from God, revealing the true evil character of the nations of the world by presenting them as beasts in chapter 7. It is in the midst of this that Daniel saw God's prophetic vision to set up his kingdom, and it consists of three scenes here from verse 9 to 14. The scene is of God ready to pour out His judgments on the earth to establish His kingdom. Now the one sitting on the throne is identified as the Ancient of Days. Take note of that. The Ancient of Days was seated. And the Ancient of Days is the title for the Father, the Eternal One. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the worlds, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Psalm 90 verse 2. From vanishing point to the vanishing point. The Ancient of Days is the first person of the Trinity. All-powerful, all-knowing, all-present. His garment was white as snow, and his hair of his head was like pure wool. The garment being white as snow is a metaphor indicating his divine purity and holiness. His hair like pure wool, a simile to indicate his wisdom and his righteousness. His throne was fiery flame, its wheels burning fire. A fire stream issued and came forth from before him. The elements of fire are often used to represent God's holiness, as you know. When Moses was before the burning bush, he says, Take your shoes off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 2 through 5. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. Deuteronomy 4, 24. Now notice next, the multitude at the judgment in heaven is given to us. The text seems to show two groups at the fiery throne before the Father. A thousand thousands ministered to Him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before Him. The first group are those who ministered to Him. And the word minister simply means to serve, being one million. The scene, remember, corresponds to chapter 4 and 5 of Revelation. So it certainly includes angels. It says there, Revelation 5.11, Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousands and thousands of thousand angels, and the church is before him also. The church having been raptured before his throne. So Revelation 4 and 5 were before the throne of God. In fact, 
Revelation 5, 9 and 10 says, And they sung a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. That can only be the church. Nobody else can claim that song and that identity. Second notice, you have those who stand before him. In verse 10 there. These certainly could also be angels, hundreds of million. These also could be those to be judged when Jesus returns by the fact that they stand before him. And the context is the judgment of the ten kingdoms and Antichrist. Given in chapter 5 of Revelation, verse 1 through 14. The royal court in heaven was about to begin. Listen carefully. The court was seated and the books were open. So just like if I'm the judge and you're the people there to hear all the witnesses and all the evidence. And you got the jury over here. This is the scene that's given to us. Okay? In heaven. Those seated are the witnesses of all that will transpire in view of the judgment from the throne of God. Though the books are not identified, they must be the record of evil works, deeds, and the words of the Antichrist indicated by the next verse. Though those standing before him are going to be part of the judgment, the focus moves to verse 8 is the Antichrist that's being judged. Pompous words. The word pompous means great, referring to his arrogance and blasphemous words against God. Verse 20 and 25 tells us. In 25... Speaking pompous words against the Most High, persecuting the saints in the, of the Most High, changing times of, and law. The saints will be given into His hand for a time, times, and half a time. Who are the saints? The Jews. Don't put the church there. Daniel is talking about his people. He's talking about the Jewish nation. The last three and a half years of the Great Tribulation. Israel will make a seven-week covenant with him. Daniel 9.27, the seventh week of Daniel. In the middle, he will break that. We'll take an entire study to see verse 27 of Daniel 9. Notice again in verse 11 there. The sea now turns from the earth to the lake of fire as Daniel witnessed the destiny of the Antichrist. Daniel again watched the vision until he saw the beast defeated. Listen to his words. I watched till the beast was slain and its body destroyed. The beast is another title for the little horn, the Antichrist. Look at 12. The judgment of the other beasts, nations, is explained. As for the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. The references to the rest of the beasts here is the nations is revealed by the image of Nebuchadnezzar's dream, remember. The head of gold, Babylon. Had his dominion taken away by Medo-Persia. The arms of shoulder and, and silver were Medo-Persia. Their dominion was taken away by Greece. And the belly of uh, and thighs of brass or bronze, this dominion was taken away by Rome. And the legs of iron was dissolved and it just went into Europe, into the various countries. Modern day Europe. Having his dominion taken away, but a little different. The feet... Of ten toes of iron and clay will be the revived Roman Empire of those legs. And its dominion will be taken away by Jesus Christ. As he returns to the earth, the battle of Armageddon sets up the kingdom. Now, notice the reference to their lives being prolonged for a season and a time is to the time of the judgment of the nations. 
Their judgment comes prior to the establishment of the kingdom. So their judgment has been prolonged or delayed or put off until Matthew 25 when he judges them the sheep from the goats. The separation of the sheep from the goat in Matthew 25, 31-46 deals with how the nations treated the Jew during the Great Tribulation. That's the context. The little horn, the Antichrist, will not appear until the church has been removed from the earth. Understand that clearly. Paul, after teaching them about the rapture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, he moves on to chapter 5, verse 1 through 9, and he exhorts them not to be concerned about the day or the hour, for God has not appointed us to wrath, but to salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now Daniel, in no way or any time is he dealing with the church or the church age here in his book. He's dealing with the saints. They are Jews. The nation of Israel. In the first 69 weeks, the first coming of Messiah, and then the 70th week of the Great Tribulation, deception and persecution to the Jews by the Antichrist. And there's a lot that he says about the Antichrist in the following chapters. We're going to leave a whole study for him. We're just going to deal with what's here. Now, look at chapter 7, verse 21 and 22, to show you that it's, it's the Jew, not the church or the saints, okay, or the church. He says, I was watching, and the same horn was making war against the saints, and prevailed against them, the saints, until the Ancient of Days came and judged, and was made in favor for the saints of the Most High. And the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Who is that? Israel. Not the church. We reign with Jesus. Israel occupies the kingdom. Look at verse 25 of this chapter. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change the times and laws. Then the saints shall give, be given into his hand for a time, times, and half a time. That's the last three and a half years great tribulation. That's Israel. Listen carefully to Zechariah 13, 8 through 9. And it shall come to pass in all the land. Says the Lord, that two-thirds in it shall be cut off and die, but one-third shall be left in it. I will bring one-third through the fire, will refine them as silver refined, and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name, and I will answer them. I will say, this is my people. Each one will say, the Lord is my God, the Jew. Two of three Jews are going to die at the hands of the Antichrist. Hitler was nothing compared to what's coming. The lake of fire in Gehenna is the final abode of the wicked and Christ, or those who reject Christ. After the white throne judgment, he sets up the kingdom for a thousand years, then there's white throne judgment. Listen to Revelation 20, verse 12. And the dead, small and great, will stand before God, and the books will be opened, and the book of life, and the dead will be judged according to their works by the things which are written in the books. Then death. Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, Revelation 20:14. So those who are in hell right now, hell will be cast in the lake of fire also at the end of the thousand years. 2015 says, And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. My opinion? How many interpretations can you get? Listen. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. Well, I don't think God's love. Well, take it up with him. You'll see him pretty soon. Revelation 21.8 But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerer, idolater, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Eternal separation from God. 20.14 and 10. Listen carefully. Those in Gehenna in the lake of fire 
are tormented day and night in the presence of the angels and the Lamb, Jesus. You see, that's horrible. It's biblical. And they'll know they deserve it. Satan does not run Gehenna and the lake of fire or hell right now. Jesus does. In the presence of the angels, holy angels, and the Lamb of God. The vision of Daniel was the judgment of the Antichrist. Now notice thirdly, the judgment of the second coming of Jesus Christ. In verse 13, the scene again turns to heaven now. Daniel was watching the vision of the night. Suddenly, his eye was captured by the Messiah. The Jewish Messiah in the heavens. I was watching the night vision. And behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. For the fourth time, it says that. Verse 9, verse 11, verse 13. The phrase night vision confirms the divine revelation that God is giving. Notice the expression behold is one of emphasis and great hope. Joyous expectation of the Messiah. All of a sudden kind of catching you unawares. He's watching this and all of a sudden here's Messiah. All this horror and all of a sudden hope. Messiah. The final deliverance of the Jew. The identity of the one coming is unmistakable. It is Jesus Christ. Jesus is called the Son of Man 83 times in the gospel. This is the Messiah title. The God-Man. Deity. Humanity. Through the incarnation. It's all over the gospels. The title is also used of Ezekiel 94 times and Daniel one time in Daniel 8.17. Identifying their humanity and identifying them with their God who became human in his humanity. God and man one. Now notice the coming of the Son of Man was with the clouds of heaven. The Antichrist comes out of the godless world, the earth, directly from Satan. The Son of Man comes out of the holy heaven directly from his Father. Remember the high priest, they asked Jesus if he was the Son of God, which he responded that he was the Son of God, and they would see him sitting at the right hand of power, coming with clouds in heaven, and they accused him of blasphemy, and he tore his clothes in Matthew 26, 63 through 65. People say, well, Jesus never said he was God. Really? What Bible are you reading? John says, behold... He is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierce him. Whoa. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him, even so. Amen. Revelation 1.7. He comes in the clouds with power and great glory, it says. Not great glory, but great glory through the Gospels. Okay? Now notice 13, Daniel, as he was watching in the night vision, then saw the Son of Man approaching the Father to establish the kingdom on earth. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. The Son approached the Father on his throne here. The scripture says the Son is sitting at the right hand of the Father until his enemies be made a footstool. Psalm 110 verse 1. Is quoted in Matthew and Mark and Romans and Colossians and Hebrews. All over the most quoted psalm. The place of power and privilege. The right hand. The one escorting Jesus before the Father is not identified. But they most likely are those in verse 10. The elders and angels. The church also is present. The Father has committed all judgment to the Son as you know. John 5.22 now look at 14. The scene is still heaven. 
for the transaction to set up the kingdom on earth. Daniel witnessed Jesus receive the kingdom from the ancient days his father. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom. The dominion speaks of the sovereign authority and power. The glory indicates the preeminence of honor. The kingdom indicates the royal realm of rule on the earth. This is the stone cut out without hands that grew and filled the whole earth in Daniel's image in chapter 2, verse 35 and verse 44 and 45. Listen to Psalm 2. This is the preview of the second coming at the battle of Armageddon. Psalm 2, verse 1 through 9. Why do the nation rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break his, their bonds in pieces and cast away their cores from us. He who sits on the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath. And distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy Zion. The hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me. You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me. And I will give you the nations. For your inheritance. And the ends of the earth. Your possession. That is also quoted always for missionaries. And eh, wrong. You fail the subject, the Bible. It's for the son, not the missionary. And break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. The preview of the second coming, Psalm 2. The real action, Revelation 19. Revelation eleven fifteen says, Then the seventh angel sounded, and there was a loud voice in heaven saying, or loud voices, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. Remember, Jesus promised His disciples, the twelve, that they would sit on twelve thrones judging Israel in the kingdom. Matthew nineteen twenty eight. Then notice Daniel gave witness to the purpose of the millennial, to serve Jesus, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. All peoples, ethnic groups who do not receive the mark of the beast will enter the kingdom. All the nations that will not persecute the Jews during the great tribulation will enter the kingdom. All languages that survive the seven-year tribulation that don't take the mark or persecute the Jews will enter the kingdom. Only them. And they will repopulate and they will live just like we're living now. You and I are glorified. If a child dies at 100 years old, Isaiah says, oh, he died young. <laughs> the Gentiles will serve Israel during the millennial. In our series on the millennial, we went through all through that. The Jews will reign in the kingdom. Listen to Daniel 7.27 here. Then the kingdom and dominion. And the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey Him. The saints are Israel. The kingdom is established of Jesus Christ, and they serve Him, all the nations. Psalm 72, 11 says, Yes, all kings shall fall down before Him. All nations shall serve Him. Jesus Christ. Look at the end of 14. Daniel gave witness to the eternal kingdom of God. 
His dominion is never lasting dominion, which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, uh, the one which shall not be destroyed. The dominion, sovereign authority and power is everlasting and shall not pass away. All these kingdoms, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, the ten nations, they pass away. But not his. The 1,000 year kingdom is only one phase of the total eternal kingdom of God. Because after that thousand years, the white throne judgment, people cast in the lake of fire, and we have the new heaven, the new earth is burned up with fire, the new heaven, and then we have eternal. So the thousand years is a one phase of the eternal kingdom of God. No one will be able to accuse God of being unjust in judgment, but each will know how right and how just and how deserving they are of that judgment upon their life. It's going to be the quietest court in all of history. No one will say anything. There will be no lawyers in heaven. (laughs) The modern world scene is working to revive the Roman Empire. The ten tills of iron and clay. The Treaty of Rome in March 25 of 1957, six European nations began a new chapter in their history. The European economic community was born, the common market. Twelve years later, it increased to nine. Because of its close ties with the United States, however, French President Charles de Gaulle um, twice voted British admission, and Britain did not join the EC until January of 1973, when Ireland and Denmark also became EC members. Greece joined in 1981, Portugal and Spain in 1986, and the former East Germany as part of the reunified Germany in 1990. And by the way, Germany is carrying all the debt, and she's getting sick of it. In the early 90s, the European community became the base for the European Union, the EU, which has, was established in 1993 following ratification of the Maastricht Treaty. The treaty called for a strengthening European Parliament, the creation of a central European bank and common currency, the euro, and the common defense policy. In addition to this single European common market, member states would also participate in a large common market called the European Economic Area. The further growth is expected, and we can follow it down to today, but it doesn't matter. There's a thousand, there's 15, it'll end up in 10, as the book of Daniel tells us in the book of Revelation. Amazing. The vision of Daniel was the judgment of the second coming to set up the kingdom of Jesus Christ. This is what Daniel saw. The prophetic vision to set up the kingdom, consisting of these three separate scenes. The vision of Daniel was of the judgment throne of the Father of Jesus Christ. The vision of Daniel was the judgment of the Antichrist. The vision of Daniel was the judgment at the second coming to set up the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Man, no wonder he's blown away. He's disturbed. He has seen his people suffering. His heart goes out. But this is God's true revelation. Do you believe it? Or do you think it's hogwash? One says you're a believer. The other one says you're not. It's that simple. Hope you know the Lord. Pastor Xavier Reese 
anticipating the establishment of the everlasting kingdom following the destruction and tribulation at the hand of the Antichrist, as foretold in the vision of the prophet Daniel. And today's study titled, The Arrival of God's Kingdom, is available on CD upon request for just $4. Having your own personal copy allows you to review the study again at your own pace. Plus, it's a great way to pass on this message to a friend when you're through. And everything Pastor Xavier shared the last move together will be included as well. So once again, the title to ask for is, The Arrival of God's Kingdom. Or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing, Simple Truths. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California www.calvarychapelpasadena.com